You know, and we all have our 15 minutes of fame, and I'd like to take a couple of my 15 minutes to talk about the rights and the wrongs in the world of professional wrestling. This match is for the ECW World Heavyweight Championship! Ladies and gentlemen, I have been, uh, well, I'm not going to say me, but we have been like ships in the night trying to get this woman to, uh, you know, get ourselves hooked up. It's been one thing after another, but today I have the Duchess on the program for the podcast, which was originally we were going to do on camera, and I actually do have on camera, so it's like, you know, I got double bonus stuff with her, so, you know, it's going to be a... Far more in-depth interview, of course, in the podcast, but if you want to see her smiling face, you will be able to see her in the Introducing Series, which goes up to Facebook and YouTube on the Women's Pro Wrestling Network. Quick plug for me. But on the other end right now, the Duchess, and I'm not going to put your name right now, I think it was Azali. Am I saying it right? Azali, like an I. Azali. See, I just, I just ruined it, didn't I? I just ruined your name. <laughs> so... My apologies. So, we'll, in the interest of me uh, not destroying the name any further, I'm just going to stick with the Duchess. How about that? That's fine. That works. There we go. Now, you know, in order to do these podcasts, we have to kind of go backwards in your career just a tad. Uh, and, and you have a relatively young career at this point, correct? That's very true. Um, April 2016. Um, but I mean, I've been, I've trained off and on since I was like 17 years old. I've just had setbacks um, that kind of prevented me from being able to fully commit. But in the last year and a half, two years, I've been able to really fully commit. But yeah, I mean, I've started actively being a regular wrestler in April 2016. And when you made your debut, and I think I talked to you about uh, this when I met you, uh, you were uh, somewhat of a wrecking machine. And I'm, I'm going to put that over for people to go and uh, look up and uh, give a quick plug for the WWA4 YouTube channel, which that match exists on. And, and I think you were dropping guys on their head in your first, quote, professional match. Is that, that correct? Yeah. Very true. Yeah, I uh, yeah, I took care of three, three or four gentlemen um, that that had night, and then of course three ladies too. So it, it was a very productive uh, first first night and uh, first real real appearance. So I loved it. I don't think they cared for it much, but they don't really matter. So I thought it was great. Well, you know you. I thought you would have some some sense of fair play in the union. See, look, you're already going into you. You don't really care what they think about it. Basically, I mean, that's they they tried their best, you know. 
Uh, we, we won't get into the end results of that match because clearly I, I'm sure you want to leave it as you were the dominant force of the night. That's how I remember it. I don't remember anything else. So, yeah, I think that's how it went. Well, well as a uh, color commentator, uh, as, as a play-by-play guy, I can say officially uh, you were the you were a dominating force of the night. Regardless of how the, the night ended, you left as the uh, remembered threat. There you go. <laughs> okay. Oh, hey, I, I, I know my. I didn't call that match. I mean, you know, for those that follow the uh, women's pros network page, no, I didn't have the privilege to call those, those matches. But you know, I, I, I know the game and how that goes. Um, but before we go into the pro thing, we're going to go preceding pro and uh, your jump into pro wrestling. We, we talked about it briefly before, but for the benefit of those that's listening to the podcast, uh, why? did you decide that wrestling would be the thing for you to do? All right. If I was to kind of tell the real story and the backbones of all of it. Um, my father introduced me to um, European wrestling when I was very, very young. Um, I actually didn't really know about WWE, WCW, ECW until a bit later in life. I just kind of was watching the independent um, of European, you know, Johnny Saints, Haystack, Pitt Finley. Those are people that I kind of grew up watching. Um, and then, you know, I came to the States, discovered this whole new world, and I kind of was captivated. I I, I didn't know that they had such characters because I kind of came in right towards the end of the Attitude Era, and I was just kind of captivated. I was mesmerized. I was entranced. And I knew I wanted to do it when I was really young, but, you know, who knew that a childhood dream would become anything that you would try to do when you're older. I got older, I started going to um, local shows in the Chicago area, because that's where I was living at the time. Started going to all women's shows. Uh, I think my first one was like 16. Uh, so I started going to Shimmer uh, Wrestling. Didn't know much about it. I knew some of the girls, but I kind of went in blind and I was just, I was just, it was it. That was it for me. I already was made up my mind. I'm like, this is what I'm going to do. Regardless of any other circumstances, this is what I'm going to do. Whatever I need to do. And um, from then on, like the next year when I turned 17, it, I immediately just trying to find any place that would let me train there and whatever. I didn't care the cost, which I probably should have cared about, but I just knew I wanted to do it. And I didn't care who was going to teach me. I just knew I wanted to be taught. So that's kind of was my mindset, and I really believe that growing up on it and then um, seeing these women of all different shapes, sizes, looks, variations, all of this, doing it, it was just like done, paper, fill it, pack it, still, I'm ready to go. So that's really, really how I made the decision to go and uh, actively go and pursue pro wrestling. All right. So that was... Uh... Basically, willpower and drive. So you're telling me you didn't care about the price, you didn't care about who was training. I mean, I'm sure those opinions probably have changed by now. <laughs> but initially, it was just about getting it done. Yeah. I mean, when you're like 17 years old, I don't think you you have the best uh, or most realistic ideas about certain things. So I learned the hard way on a couple of things. I bumped my head a couple of times, but yeah, it was just, I just want to do. That was all I was about. I was always like that. I'm a doer. And once I make up my mind, it's, it's going to get done, even if it doesn't make sense. 
Well, you know, now the shoe is basically on the other foot. As you were talking about you uh, attending Shimmer and being inspired by the ladies that were in the, the ring that night or the nights that you have gone in, now it is you. And you will probably be the one that is inspiring some young lady out there. And for the benefit of that person, that little girl that's out there listening to this interview right now, if there's any advice in terms of, hey, you know, if you're going to take this path, these are the things that I suggest you do. What what have you learned on your journey that you can put back off onto somebody else? Right. Um, some of the key things I probably have learned um, is make sure whatever you are doing and why you are doing it, that it makes sense. And when I say that it makes sense, I mean to make sure that, like, I came in really, really, like, head forward and I wasn't really thinking and I didn't really check credentials or I didn't look in certain things or okay, so I just wanted to do it. Just make sure that you do that background verification and make sure you're not investing in something that's not going to invest in you or it's not going to pay you back. Um, I also would say there's nothing wrong with being like extremely motivated, um, but just make sure that you're always cautious, um, especially if you want to start really young. There's, there's a lot of promotions or schools that will like allow 16-year-olds and 17, quote-unquote minors um, in some states, perform for you. But just make sure that you're being cautious and making sure they're taking care of you at the same time. Um, and be a listener. I learned that very early on, too. Um, I, was, I was very hyperactive, uh, and I, I used to talk a lot, and I didn't always listen. And... Um, uh, I kind of had to learn the hard way a couple occasions about just being there to be a listener because people will tell you so much without you even having to really like ask them. Um, and it's just like, you need to absorb it to make sure you're there. Um, and I, I, last thing I would say, just be confident. Um, I felt, I felt like once I saw my confidence, um, like no one could tell me anything. Once I became confident, it was just like, I was just a freight train moving forward. And, um, that's probably been one of the best things that I've discovered uh, as I got older was just how to be confident because I had so many insecurities and, you know, a lot of times you'll hear a lot of no's or a lot of weird things for a case maybe, but once I believed in myself wholeheartedly, I couldn't be deterred. So those are kind of some of the things that I would suggest to a little girl um, realistically who wants to do this. And it's not impossible. It's very possible. And I'm excited to make sure that who's ever following me will see all the possibilities that can come from it. Okay. That sounds good. Now, on a side note, since since you bring up Shimmer, what, uh, the first show that you recall, who was working the main event? <sighs> Hard question, testing your memory. Yeah. Yeah, that's a doozy. Um, I'm going to say, gosh, I'm I'm not. I cannot. Uh, I cannot for the life of me remember her opponent. I I do believe it was like maybe it was a tag team match. I'm remembering, but I think it was like Sarah Del Rey. I feel like I remember Sarah Del Rey, Mercedes Martinez, 
and I feel like they were having a tag match or they were either competing against each other. They they filmed so many in the in one night you can did I think they used to film like two to four volumes. So it gets a little disjointed. But I believe it was either Sarah Day so I knew it was Sarah Day Ray and Mercedes Martinez. I can't remember if they were competing or were they tag teaming because that was something they used to do back then. But um I was enamored. I, I was a huge Sarah Del Rey fan, and I was a huge Mercedes Martinez fan. Of course, Sarah Del Rey is now um, with WWE, and Mercedes Martinez actually just made a return recently in the last year um, to professional wrestling. She took about two years, almost three years off. Yeah. Um, and I didn't think she was coming back, but she's back, and I'm ecstatic. I was uh, very happy for her when she came back and won the Shimmer Championship. Which was uh, absolutely, which I thought was long, long overdue. Uh, I, I tend to agree with some of her colleagues when they say that the fact that she hasn't been signed somewhere is a crime. She's uh, in- incredibly talented, um, but we'll we'll move on. I don't I don't want to you know, turn that into the Mercedes praise hour for for a little bit, but. <laughs> I'll be right along with you. Well, well, I'm glad we we agree with that. Um, let's talk about the the training. You just you just spoke about finding a, a proper place to go when you was talking to the young ladies out there. But you settled on training here in Atlanta, Georgia, WWA four. I think currently run by AR Fox. At one point, run by Mr. Hughes. I don't know which. Uh, which version of that you entered underneath. Uh, but tell me why you picked them and uh, your experiences with the school so far. Um, I chose WWA4 because I I did my research and one of the things I, I, I was looking for when I was making an educated decision about what, where I was going to go next was um, – you know, who have they produced or what are some of the people who have come from the school? What are they doing now? And, you know, doing some research, you got to see different variations, either from WWE to Impact Wrestling to, you know, big indies, indies. And they had people who were able to kind of find success on each bracket. So that was important to me. I initially entered um, under Mr. Hughes, um, so I did do a good part of my training with him. Um, of course, like you said, AR Fox is the head trainer there now. Um, my experience, especially in like the last six to eight months, has been wonderful. It's been one of those type of environments now where it's like, I've, I've, I've been there, I started at WWA4 in 2014. Um, however, uh, after like two months, um, I got, I was injured. And I took off almost a year. So I didn't return back to WWA4 until um, April of 2015. So, or like, yeah, April of 2015. So from then on, I trained pretty much every single day that they had it open and as often as I could um, until my debut. And of course, now I still actively train on a regular basis too. Um, but it's been wonderful because I I found, I, I, I know my injury would have deterred some people, but during that time, I kind of had a chance to refocus, and that's really where that, that time off, I found that confidence. So when I went back and I went back to actively train, it was just like, 
I believed in myself so much. Everyone could see it and everything I did just clicked. It's and um, especially where you're Foxy has been so dedicated to ensuring that we are at the best that we can be and dedicated to making sure that we are who we want to be in wrestling. You know, we're not just like wrestler A or wrestler B. He allows us to kind of create our characters or personas or what the case may be, and he allows us to flourish. For me, my, my, who I am, the, the persona of the Duchess, the heir of the Duchess, is like a lot of people. It's kind of like, it's me, but it's cranked up a little bit. And I got to really explore those 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 intricate parts of my brain that would make me do certain motions and stuff like that. But he's just been very, very good at training us and letting us be who we are and helping us develop who we, who we want to be. Um, it's been, like I said, he's been great um, for the WWA for school because he's, and, and the thing about him that makes him so interesting is he's so actively active. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's, he's, he's still out there doing it. Like he's out there like every single week and he will go to a show and, and drive 14 hours. He did his, just this past week and drive 14 hours and then he'll drive 14 hours back. But then he'll go directly into the school to open the school up to go ahead and have us doing our thing. So I was just like, this guy is a machine. He's crazy, but he's so obsessed with wrestling. He loves wrestling so much. And that's another thing, just seeing someone who's just so in love with it. I mean, I it's so motivating because he, he, that's all he thinks about. That's all he breathes. That's all he eats. And it, it just inspires you. So he's just been really good because you see someone who's doing actively making it and still is here helping other people try and do it and try to make it. It's It's been wonderful just to be a part of it. Okay. And, and through that, we've, uh, you touched on an unfortunate portion of your, your career injury, which is, uh, I guess something that plagues a lot of wrestlers uh, over the years. Um, would you care to discuss, well, I'm assuming that this is a second injury, or, or is this the same one? Because you, you talked about one that happened that kept you out for about a year, to a year and a half, two years, and now you have one currently. Uh, so would you care to discuss those? Um, the injury I incurred that took me out from my training, like when I was only like two months in, uh, was actually um, not related to wrestling. <laughs> oh. I actually got into a car accident, ah, and I, um, yeah, I, I got into a car accident, um, and I already had some issues with my back, but then it reaggravated it, um, some injuries to my back, and at that point, I thought I was going to have to give it up altogether because your back, of course, is very important, and it's very hard to be able to do this if you don't have, you know that right there for you. Um, but, and that took me out for a while, and I wanted to make sure before I came back from that I was healthy as possible. I didn't want any further, like, excuses, because that's the problem I've always had over the last five or six years, is that I would incur injuries or things of that nature, and I would come back too quickly, and instead of them getting better, they would get even And now it's like, I have to be out for a year, or I have to be out for two years. So I took the time to make sure I came back from that safely. Um, and I haven't had really any issues with my back, <laughs> which is funny, but I haven't had any issues with my back going forward. Um, the injury I have now is a 
shoulder injury. I had uh, partial dislocation on my shoulder. I did it on Monday. Um, I did it on Monday during practice. Um, just didn't didn't properly get the elevation I was supposed to get. It was all on me. Um, and then I kind of spiked it, and I just felt my shoulder pop out of place. And then um, I rolled through on the spike, and it put it back in place. So initially, I didn't think I dislocated my shoulder because I've done it before. And I was just like, no, because it's like, it's fine. But I put it right back in place after I just put it back in place unintentionally. Um, and so I had to go to the hospital and they were like, yeah, four to six weeks. And I was just like, no, can't do that. Um, <laughs> but um, and the thing about it is that I've dislocated my shoulders on several occasions. I'm double jointed. So they kind of do that anyway. So I was trying to explain that to my doctor, but they weren't listening. Um, so I'm sore. And it hurts, um, but I, I know my body in regards to my shoulders because I've experienced it before. Mm-hmm. So I know my timetable better on that than I think my doctor does because it's, it's too normal. It's normal for me, but it, it really hurts. But okay, I'll get over it. Just got to make sure I keep stretching, um, taking my medication. I'll be okay. Okay. Get you some DDP yoga in. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Yeah, stretch that thing out. Now, you know, we talked about your shoulder injury there. Now, here's the the part two of that. You apparently wrestled on this injury. Uh, what's today? Was it last night? Was that last night that you did that? It was last night, yeah. As, <laughs> as we are recording this podcast, it is Friday morning. And last night on Thursday, which uh, WWE 4 does a show every Thursday, uh, you were on that card, wrestled for the uh, inter- intergender championship against the party princess, Kayla Lynn. And would you like to pick it up from there? And I took the title from her. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I find it kind of funny because it's like I was – maybe 60, 60%. And I think she was a hundred probably like she likes to say like 110%. And, uh, I still, uh, did what I needed to do to go ahead and, uh, take the intergender title. So I am the new WWA for intergender champion. And it's, uh, it's where it should have been a long time ago. Um, no, I, I mean, we had a really fun match. Um, she is, as people will see once that match is released, um, I think she she of course knew about my shoulder injury, and you will definitely see the fact that she uh, tries to exploit that quite a bit. And uh, this is everyone's beloved party princess. So, I mean, no one didn't say anything about that that she exploited my injury. But you know, it's okay because uh, I took a belt, I took a title, I took a championship. So the fact that she was playing dirty, um, you know, cool. Because you know the title right now is is uh, hanging up in my uh, in my uh, room, so you know it's okay, it's okay. But yeah, I am the WWA for Intergender Champion, and I beat Kayla Lynn when I was like sixty percent. So she should be proud of herself. Well, you sound incredibly pleased, and I, and I'm sure that a lot of this is due to the fact that you know that this interview is probably going to make its way back around to her. So, are these subtle? Well, I, I can't even say subtle. 
are these blatant messages that you're putting off of, onto your opponent? She, she and I have had numerous conversations. She knows my feelings when it comes to her. Um, you know, I, I, if anything, last night made it worse for her because now I've already had the title. So I, I have no real interest in even remotely trying to play nice with her. So um, going forward, um, Kayla just needs to watch it back, and I would just steer away from me altogether. What is the source of the rivalry between yourself and Kayla Lynn? Um, I think a lot of it, it just comes down to the fact that, um, especially once I came back from injury, she she came um, she came around soon after and joined the school, and it's just always been always been there. You know, she has that one-up mentality. We're very both very very competitive people. Her coming from um, amateur wrestling background, I'm coming from a boxing background. We both always kind of came from those uh, athletic backgrounds, so I think there was just always a stigma about it. And honestly, some things, you know, like she said, she's a party princess. I'm I'm a lady, so certain things she just does. I just I just cannot you know be comfortable about. I cannot be understanding of. Um, you know, she does things. She she jumps on people's laps. I, she just makes me uncomfortable. And as a, a woman, as a as a lady, I just I find her to be a little off putting. And I'm I'm being polite. Okay, and and I appreciate the uh, your being polite for the benefit of the podcast. You know, we want. I usually put this up as a family friendly type deal. So uh, thank you for being a lady in in that regard. So. Absolutely. Apparently, she has uh, suffered defeat after a, I forget how long she's had it. She's had a, a quite the impressive run. But you are the new intergender champion for WWE 4. Uh, the hierarchy of the championships that exist in, in uh, the WWE 4, would that be considered the next tier from its main title, or is that the main title? How, how, does, that, uh, how does that work? I, I don't really know about a ranking system in regards to that or what title is, is where you would like to put it at. I mean, of course, you're going to say the WWA for heavyweight championship is probably where, you know, any, the pinnacle for um, the school. Um, but like there's the, there's, there's two other titles. And I feel like after that, everything else is kind of like on an even playing field. Um, well, how is that possible? And, and I asked that, sorry to cut you off. I asked that because to my understanding the WWE 4 title itself is only able to be contested amongst the guys. Is that correct, or is that, or is it have some leeway there? See, I definitely um, am under no impression that it is only able to be contested by gentlemen, or maybe that was the case. Um, you know, I, I can see why that was the case. A lot of the girls are small and kind of fragile and things of that nature. But then you have someone like me who can kind of change any kind of stigma that that title might have. Because I've been thinking about it. And uh, after, you know, successfully getting this indigent title, I'm, I'm eyeballing. I'm eyeballing that, uh, that world championship. I don't see why not. I mean, I size up comp comparably to most of the guys there. So I don't see why we can't make it happen. So there, there may have been some kind of stigma or just an air of girls not wanting to even try to go for it, but that's not the Duchess. The Duchess has no fear. So I don't necessarily see it that way, but we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens in the future.
Oh, okay, fair enough. Uh, and I will end with this statement. I thought that the intergender championship may have had a, a slight edge just based on the fact that anybody that's there could compete for it. I mean, it's, it's basically an open title, and it draws, in my view, more challengers to it. But I'm sure uh, AR Fox could uh, uh, straighten that situation out if he uh, chose to let me know. So I'll, I'll yeah. leave it at that. Um, yeah. So we'll, we'll leave it on. Congratulations. You are you are the champion. Uh, and at a fresh point in your career. Is this your first championship of your of your career? It is. Um ah. five about almost five months into my, my wrestling career I've gotten my first title. Uh it's so it's it's a big deal for me just because of the fact to know um that there's many more to come. So I, I feel great knowing I got my first one within the first six months. Um and I have every intention of just collecting them at some point. So I, I like the way they look. I like the way they sit on my mantle. I mean, this is something I can definitely get used to. Okay, fair enough. Uh, real quick, you mentioned uh, you have a boxing background in one of your earlier statements there. Uh, can you go into that for a moment? Yeah, um, this kind of plays into my, my, my father. He, uh, he did boxing. Um, my brother's did boxing. I was an extreme, I don't know if I was an extreme tomboy, if I was just a, a mimica. Um, but everything my brothers did, I wanted to do as well. Um, I started training in it. Uh, it was basically like this. My mom wanted me to play the violin. My father wanted me to do, you know, something active. So secretly, I would be going to violin, violin training and I would go into violin practice. And then soon after, we, we told my mom that it was longer than it was. He would sneak me off. I was like seven or eight years old. He would sneak me off and take me to the ring and start to show me different things and things of that nature. And I did it from uh, like seven or eight to about 14 years old. Um, <laughs> reason being that I I didn't go further with it was because um, my mama figured out it's a dangerous sport. She didn't want to put me at risk for anything of that nature. And like she, once she found out about it, which was like two years before, I I kind of just gave up on it. I had gotten a couple of concussions from mostly from training, um, but a couple of my matches as well. I I incurred a couple. I think I had three or four at that time. And um, you know, she she pulled at the heartstrings. And I honestly, I thought I I was becoming concerned too because they were becoming more frequent and closer together. By the time I was fourteen. I had probably had about seven and I had got like three concussions within the span of a year. Um, so it was very deterring for me too. Um, I loved it. I love competing. I love just training in and I love, I would always borrow my brothers too. Cause I was a mad woman. I didn't know any better. I just wanted to be a guy so much or wanted to be one of, one of them so much. But um, yeah, after the, the three in succession um, when I was 14 years old, um, I had to give it up. I was I wanted to get my golden glove. <sighs> it's just it's kind of an emotional thing for me because it. Uh, yeah, sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> but it was something that I was very passionate about, and um, it kind of got taken away from me because I did not want to risk uh, <sighs> continuously having to go through that and. 
you know, I look back now and I almost think like if I would have just took time off and I, I, I don't know, maybe I could have done it, but it's okay because that sets forth a, 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 some toughness. And uh, I think that's why I'm always just like, I don't have, I have this capacity of just getting back up or an injury never really holds me down for too long. Or I try to work around or I find workarounds because that's what boxing kind of taught me. You kind of, you're kind of actively always injured. And in wrestling, it's the same way. Like, a lot of times you're actively always nursing something. Um, and the boxing definitely toughened me up. So when I finally was able to make my way to pro wrestling, um, I already had that mentality. It was just a point of, um, it was just a point of making sure I didn't do anything or put my body into anything that would uh, permanently um, cause any friction. So that's what boxing, I felt like boxing was going to lead to, if I would have kept actively going, it was going to lead to something um, crucial or, or uh really career ending in period for active combat sports. So I didn't want to do it, but such is life. Um, I've moved on from it, but I, I still love it. I watch boxing religiously. So um, it's still very important to me. I actually don't talk about it that much because it's such a soft, soft spot for me, but um, I still adore it. I, 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 I want to be the next Layla Ali so bad, but um, it's okay. <laughs> there will be another girl who does it and I will support her wholeheartedly so indeed you'll be in a, a different field you'll be yeah. in the pro wrestling ring which uh i'm going to assume has provided some level of uh it's, it's not comparative i mean i i guess i, I have to use the line from uh, lethal weapon four you don't love one any more or less it's just different i'm, I'm assuming absolutely i would never be able to put one over the other um they were something that I was, I would say, I was equally um, passionate about. Um, but yeah, it's just you know different points in your life. I, 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 I don't feel like I would have been able to do pro wrestling if I had never studied and trained and performed in boxing for seven years. So um, they're both very intricate. And they both play off each other, and they're both, like I said, they're they're equally important to me. Have you thought about? Working that path into your wrestling uh, arsenal, it's, it's happened on a number of occasions. There have been a number of guys who kind of come through uh, different sports and somehow woven that into their wrestling persona. Has that ever crossed your mind? Have you? I know you just said you don't really talk about that much, and uh, I guess, yay for me, you've got an exclusive boom. So... Uh, uh, has that ever crossed your mind to like, all right, let me see if this can fit into the wrestling world? Right. Um, yes and no. Um, I've, I've thought about different ways that I could play, play a march to it. And um, in the near future, there will be certain tweaks that plays a march to what I was. Um, I, do, I say no in the sense of the fact that I think um, – I want to do it intelligently and I want to do it in small ways. I don't want to have this glaring persona where all of a sudden I'm coming out here with gloves on or some way they're around my neck or I'm doing some kind of rocky pose or anything of the sort. I don't want it to be kind of uh, a caricature because of the fact that it was something that was so dear to me. Um, but I definitely have the intention of trying to weave it in in very small ways that if you yourself uh, is a, a fan or you yourself have competed and you're like, you will see it and you'll be like, ah, 
I see what you're doing there. So I never want to be glaring with it because I don't want it to ever become this thing where it's like I'm known for that um, component of my life. Um, so it's just, I, this is why it's, it's taken me a while to kind of figure out how to go about it because I, I want it to be so subtle and I, I want it to just be something that people who are ac- actually fans, not just anyone, can see it and they'll be like, oh, what does that mean? Like, I want to know more. Like, did she do it? I don't know. So um, I definitely will be having some tweaks coming along uh, in the near future to kind of showcase that. That's probably probably very smart now, now that I think about it. I mean, I, or not to explain it that way. I know that, yes, there have been guys that, like I said, come from other sports and kind of woven that into the uh, the fabric of who they are. But I can certainly understand your concern with that overwhelming your personality and that be the the thing that you're known for. And right. uh, I certainly, as I'm thinking about it, I'm thinking about guys like, uh, you know, and, and no slight to them, uh, Mark Merrow, who became Marvelous Mark Merrow and Ken Shamrock and uh, Mojo Raleigh, you know, who all come from different backgrounds. And I think that's, that's ultimately who they became in the ring, if he came from football, then he's you know basically on, on football. So yeah, probably <laughs> probably smart smart on your part. Yeah. Uh, one of the things that they say in pro wrestling is that you get better based on the competition that you've been in the ring with. In your five to six months, you've uh, covered a, a pretty fair gambit, I, I would say, uh, ranging from Aja Super Pereira, Dementia to Rose, uh, the aforementioned Party Princess, and you have some uh, other uh, opponents coming up due to the events that you take a part of. I forgot uh, Blackwell, Angel Blackwell, her, her as well. Um, who's the toughest Slad, we'll two-part this. Who's the toughest, and who's been the the one that you've learned the most from in the rings thus far? Mm. As an opponent, not a trainer, as as an opponent. Um, tough question, tough question. Yeah, it's a tough question. Because um, I wanted to kind of give that to both of those titles to one person. Um well, see, that would be cheating. That's why I broke it up. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, in regards to who I've competed against, I'll keep I'll keep it strictly related to women. Um, I think there's definitely been signs and glimmers when it came to things in me and Aja, and which is why I'm I'm looking forward to doing something else because me and her um, did things together very early in my career. And I've definitely grown and she's definitely grown and I'm looking forward to kind of having another kind of matchup in the near future where we can kind of show where we've grown it. But there's some things about her that I've noticed that it's, it's such a level of toughness. Um, and I think that she's a lot of times she gets downplayed um, for suddenly she does and little things that she does in the ring and things of that nature. But I, I always saw it. Um, and um, she's very, very tough. And I love the fact that she's the type of person I can go into the ring and I'm not going to feel um, scared or weird um, suggesting or wanting to do certain things with her. She's just a gung-ho type of person. Um, 
And like she has such a fire and spirit about her um, that like I don't think everyone is still getting yet. And I'm just hoping and, and looking forward to seeing what else she does in her career. Because when I first even moved down here before I even started a WWA for training, um, me and her um, and a handful of other people who are active on the Georgia scene uh, would kind of join up together and like have these sessions with each other. And uh, she's just always been at plus one. Like she's consistent. She's a tough girl. She's stronger than people think she is. She, she's stronger than she gives herself credit for. And um, I would definitely say that she showed signs of things that I would, I, I, I look forward to being able to explore more um, being across from her. Um, as far as people that I've learned the most for, unfortunately, it's unfortunately, fortunately, it has been Kayla Lynn. Um, the fact that we have such a um, kind of like a rivalry, uh, every single time we've kind of met back up in a ring, we've always wanted to do to do more and to push ourselves more and to showcase different things and to showcase different parts of us. And um, I don't think I get that from anyone else the way that I get it from her. Like I just want to, I just want to be better. You know, I just want to be her better. I want her to look at me and, and for her to acknowledge that at some point. But nevertheless, she pushes me and um, she pushes me to want to learn more, to do more because of the fact that she's always learning more and she's always doing more. Um, and I, I mean, I may not like her, but I got to give her credit when credit's due. So she's definitely been like a driving force in my evolution in the last six months. I mean, if we looked at our first match and we look at what we tied there's been so many intricate changes and so many intricate things that we've just grown. And I wouldn't have done that if I didn't, if I didn't dislike her. Cause if I liked that, I, I don't think I would care to work that hard, you know, but cause I dislike, I just want to work extremely hard, shut her down and make sure she knows that just I'm, I'm superior. I'm, I'm greater, greater than the, the symbol, all of that. So I definitely give that title to Kayla Lynn. Okay, so in, in the case of uh, yourself and Kaylin, we're not talking like, but we are talking respect. Absolutely. Okay, that that is a, a fair assessment. And as far as your, uh, your your words about Aja Pereira, you know, I, I I guess I would have to agree that she doesn't quite get the credit uh, that she deserves uh, as of yet. Um, I've always looked at her as a bit of a monster slayer. It seems like whatever place that she's gone, she's most often matched up against the larger, crazy, the, the quotation marks around supernatural. She, she's had a, a, a run of Tragedy Ann, Mrs. Belmont, uh, Demented Rose, yourself. Uh, you know, it, it's been down the line of just obstacles. So, if I were going to make a best of video featuring her, if I had access to every single match that she ever did, uh, that probably would be the title. Super Prayer, Monster Slayer. So, we now that you say that, though, that's 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 super accurate. That poor girl. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, it, almost every big match I've seen her, and it, it does maybe with the exception of Jesse Brooks, that's the only like pure wrestler uh, incarnation I've seen her go against that, that I can remember recently. I, even when she went up to uh, Valkyrie, I forget the young lady's name, but she had some promo where she was basically 
saying I got to win at wrestling in order for me to get back into heaven. Not not her words, but still, <laughs> if that doesn't come off as a little bit loopy, then I don't know what what does. <laughs> And I'll remember her name for the people out there listening. If you're trying to look her up, I promise I'll put it up in the the uh, description of this video if I don't see it. Um, moving on, mm-hmm. let's talk about your uh, your promo, which has connected you to a, uh, I guess, new wrestling promotion slash seminar that's taking place. Uh, November 10th, under the title Rise. Uh, if you have not, and, and this for the people that's listening, if you haven't seen the Duchess sitting on her throne with cane in hand, uh, speaking to the camera as to who and what she is, then you need to go look that video up. But we're going to get it from her mouth right now. What If you have to... Um, Summar, you know, summarize what you were talking about. Please do. Okay. Um, well, in that in that video, which has gotten um, some eyes on on me, um, what I was stating are uh, a lot of obvious things about me. Um, I felt the need to go ahead and, and, and inform the public of who I am, who I've always been, who I will be, and who I will be if they are ever across from me in the ring. Um, I felt the need to establish um, the Duchess. People do not know me. I realized that I'm, I'm new and I'm hungry. And that's what that video was really, really showcasing, how hungry I am and, and how I need to be someone that anyone needs to be concerned about. I am a woman of stature. I am a woman of poise. I am a woman of, of great, great complexities. And that video was to go ahead and let people know of just a little bit of what um, the layers, if pulled back, can showcase um, in regards to the Duchess eyes only. Um, the, the cane you're referring to, his name's Andromedon. He, he, he's more than just a cane. Um, uh-huh. But we didn't, we didn't get too deep into that in the video. I was trying to, I was trying to you know, sooner or later there may be a second one or a third one come out that will say, tell a little bit more about uh, my relationship with, the, with Andromedon. Um, but I was just going ahead and establishing and making sure that the public knew that uh, come November 10th, when I come to uh, Chicago, Illinois, very, a place I'm very familiar with, I spent my teenage years there, that um, they need to watch out. They need to go ahead and make sure that they're prepared to, to take what they're going to take. Unfortunately, it probably will be my A to Z driver. And to know for sure that I have no intentions of coming there to make friends or coming there to be Joliet or any of the sort. I am there to go ahead and and make my name off of their expense. And um, hopefully for those young ladies who's going to be at the seminar uh, along with me, they, uh, they they got the picture. If not, they will. There's still a lot of time. Okay. Would you say that uh, talking is one of your strong suits? Um, you sound very comfortable with it, especially at that point. <laughs> um. I don't know if I would say, well, I definitely would say talking is my strong suit, but talking about me uh, is my strong suit. Um, 
I have such faith in who I am, such 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 high belief, such standards, quota, whatever the case may be in who I am. It's just very easy to kind of have to be a wordsmith when you're talking about something that you just know is just all that all is, which is all I am. I'm an, I'm an encompassing figure. I have every intentions of being that. I have every intentions of being someone that everyone can see and immediately know that this is someone that we need to respect. So when I talk about myself, yes. In general, am I am I clever? Am I am I a wordsmith? Am I able to put words together and string them along and have them make sense? Of course. But um, when we talk about who I am and what I am, I can go on and on about me, and you will be entertained the entire time. That's just who I am. Indeed. And uh, apparently, uh, Andromedon is. Uh, I, I guess you would be the mouthpiece for him as well. And uh, anybody that is curious about her cane. Uh, Andromedon, as as she was just uh, informed us, he would be the uh, gentleman with the steampunk glasses and the and the little top hat at the at the top of the cane. I assume is, is that he's, he's so much more than that. But he's, he's um, okay. yeah, we can use that. That's a descriptive term for him, you know. Okay. Um, pr- pr- presently, I'm his mouthpiece, but um, I I've been hearing whispers from Andromeda lately, and he kind of was the reason why I think I, I won the title at WWE 4 because he's been getting in my head a bit. But um, nevertheless, that's that's another story for another day. Okay. You, you know, you're, you're going to concern me um, after a while. I, I, a tragedy already has a uh, someone that she has to speak for currently, uh, the Dolly. Uh I don't know if uh, Andromedon has that type of influence over you currently, but uh, no, 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 no. no? It's okay. a partnership. Yeah, no. Uh, okay, just, just, just you know, trying to make sure I understand. And for those that uh, I just said that I would remember, it, the Clockwork Angel, Catrick. There you go. So if you <laughs> if you want to find that match, go look it up. She's she's a she, she's a nut. That's. <laughs> I was trying to find some nice way to say it, but no, there's there's really no no nice way to put that. So we will we will move on back to the Duchess, and uh, she she's uh starting to uh, concern me with her mental well being a, a, a tad, but we, we won't go into that right now. Uh, I'm a lady, lady. Like, come on, you can't be concerned about what a lady. You know, you're you're concerned about nothing. Continue. Uh, okay. Continue. No. Fair enough. We, we, we'll continue. I, I don't want to offset your 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 prim and proper demeanor right now. Um, so, rise. Quick plug. November tenth for anyone that is there. Uh, for the uh, people that are unaware of what it is, to the best of your knowledge, uh, can you describe it, what it is? Because, uh, from my understanding, it is kind of a hybrid thing. I don't know if this is a two-day event or is it a taping? Is it just a seminar that's going to be, you know, recorded? Uh, how how do you do you know what, what it is at this particular moment? From my understanding, um, what RISE is going to be is, it's, I believe it's going to be about 30, maybe a little bit more um, different participants from all over um, the country. And I believe it's actually a girl coming from Italy. Um so it's it's a bunch of girls who uh, are relatively newer to the to wrestling. 
Um, what's going to happen is there's going to be a seminar. The seminar is going to be led by Soraya Knight and Coke Cabana. Um, they will be basically like the mentors during the seminar process. Um, after we go ahead and have the seminar, what's going to happen is they're going to choose 10 to 12, 10 to 12 of the ladies from the seminar to go on and have show, uh, to be a part of the show. They will have matches. Um, the show will run later that evening either. I can't remember, maybe 7 or 8 p.m. They, they're, they're selling tickets for it. Um, so the picks are very, very reasonable. I believe like front, uh, front rows, like 10, general admissions, like $5. Um, and it's really like for a precursor because Shimmer Weekend is that is the following, this is on Thursday. And of course, Shimmer Weekend pretty much starts the following day. Um, so it's pretty much for people who's going to be there already or if you would like to come just for it. Um, but you're going to get to see a lot of talent um, in the female pro wrestling that you may not be aware of who are, who haven't appeared in some of the, the bigger promotions yet, but who may be ready to do so. Um, so I'm excited. I think it's a an captivating idea. As soon as I heard about it, I knew I had to be a part of it. Um, and I'm just, honestly, I'm, 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 I'm like shaking at the brims to meet some of these ladies because, uh, you know, certain certain girls have released promos as well. And, you know, some of them I'm very interested in meeting this. And um, some of them I, I kind of want to meet for different for different reasons. So um, I'm excited. Anyone who's going to be in the Chicago area Thursday, November 10th should come. I mean, it's like I said, $5 for general admission, $10 for front row seats. I mean, seriously. And I'm telling you, a lot of these girls, they may not be known, but that doesn't mean they're not good. There's a lot of very, very talented girls who have been listed um, and named. At this point, I think we have 30 participants whose names have been revealed. And um, this is going to be a big deal. They got they got a commentary team. Um, Veda Scott, who's a very well-known name in women's wrestling, will be a part of the commentary team. This is going to be something that uh, that's going to, I think, leave a very, very big mark. And it's going to make a heck of an impression. And I'm glad I'm part of the inaugural cl- uh, class coming in for this. So it's uh, if you can, please support, enjoy, and uh, more than likely, no, no, sorry, you will see the Duchess on the show. So I definitely would like to say, just be there, just see me. That's enough of a reason. Uh, well, that it is enough of a reason. But uh, in, in the interest of fairness, you know, not not to go around you, but in the interest of fairness, we will. We'll mention a few other names that have uh, uh, tossed their, their names into the hat, if you will. I believe Tess Valentine, uh, the Black Widow Eve, Angel Dust, a uh, young lady I had the benefit of uh, doing the podcast with, I think, about a year ago, the Fallen Flower, Kikio Nakamura, uh, MJ Jenkins, Delilah Doom, uh, Stacey Shadow, Sonya Strong. So that there is, a, and, and of course, yourself. The Duchess, and that, and that's just a few that I'm naming. If you want to see the the rest, I guess you'd have to make some plans to attend uh, and see them. And and given the prices that you're talking about, yeah, that's extremely reasonable. If I were in the Chicago area, I'd probably just go ahead and get me front row seats. I mean, ten bucks, I'm gonna it's not gonna burn a hole in my pocket. So uh, that that that's a, a wonderful event. But before that event, you have something else that's coming up. Which is uh, which is a pretty big deal. Uh, Wrestling for a cause, which takes place on the fifteenth of October, and I, I don't know if you can get 
much better than wrestling for a car. I mean, it's right there in the title. So uh, what is your connection? Do you even know uh, who your opponent is? Let me let me start with that. Have you uh, been, has it been unveiled to you who you might match up against at this event? Nah, absolutely not. I'm I'm just as curious as you are. Um, I have no idea, but it's fine. I I honestly, it's fine. I'm 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 really looking forward to this um, event, just for the simple fact that there's a lot of girls I've never, <laughs> at this point in my career, had a chance to compete against. So there's so many different options that has never happened before for me. So I'm ecstatic, and also the fact that it's for um, it's for breast cancer which is uh, another one of the things I don't want to get too deep into, but that's something that has affected people in my family. Um, and so it's something that's very personal for me. So the cause in itself uh, was more than enough of a reason for me to be a part of it. Um, but I don't know who I'm going to wrestle yet. Um, it's, a, it's a tournament style. They're going to be crowning their, their first um, women's champion. Um, we've seen the belt. I like the belt. I would like to collect the belt. I'm in the business of doing that right now. Um, so I, I, I don't know, but, uh, I am, I'm, I'm excited. I, 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 I'm probably going to win cause that's just who I am. And, um, I don't really care who my opponent is. I'm just looking forward to it. And like I said, um, all proceeds, um, you know, go to the benefit of breast cancer. So why not? I mean, seriously, I don't see why anyone wouldn't like, you're a terrible person if you don't. So please do. <laughs> All right. Well, a, a terrible person. If you, well, hey, I, I'm, I'm not going to argue that point. Uh, <laughs> I, I will say that it, 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 you can't go wrong, even if you just want to uh, send money and support the event. If you can't be there, that's probably a, you know a really good thing to do. I know that this is taking place in Elizabethtown, North Carolina. Uh, looking at the ticket prices, general admission, ten dollars ringside is twelve. So still, you know, as most indie shows are, fairly reasonable. A lot of great talent that's going to be on that card as well. Uh, a little bit more well-known for those who need to have a name. Uh, Darcy Dixon is going to be there, former Resistance Pro Champion. Uh, one of my favorites, Thunder Rosa. She will be there. I, I love that name. Uh, Ronnie Nicole. She's going to be there. Casey Carlisle, the Duchess, Ariel Monroe, and uh, Savannah Evans, the Sexy Young Caramels. I guess you have to toss in. Uh, Devin Nicole, along with that, uh, the Party Princess will be making her way up as well, which is going to be interesting considering you two will be in the same building at the same time. Uh, could be that y'all may be paired off against each other in this tournament. <sighs> That's a possibility. Um, for some reason, my brain um, has not even tried to consider so I'm going to keep it that way. Okay. Well, you know, I'm going to go ahead and make a open suggestion. I'm just going to put this out into the universe uh, as far as matchups for the Duchess. And I'm going to give two offhand. First, again, Thunder Rosa, young lady out from the West Coast. That's the uh, the first matchup that I would uh, might want to see happen, you know, at, at that event. Uh, secondly, if you want to test your strength or test your might, if you will, we'll t try the uh, <laughs> She-Hulk of the South, uh, Big Bang, Ronnie Nicole. I find that could be the sleeper match. Hmm. 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 
you know what? I, I can get behind those. Make it happen. Book it. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> uh, I wish I had that kind of booking. <laughs> uh, I'm afraid I do not. Uh, you know, sorry, but you know, uh, maybe. He just from the Pantora. I would. I would love to see and test myself against someone like Ronnie Nicole just because of the fact that she has always been kind of that way. But then Japan, I'm sure, just made it worse. So why not? Go hard or go home. <laughs> well, I, I pick her because I'm pretty sure it's not often that you step in the ring with someone who is uh, of equal strength, perhaps. So that could be an interesting matchup just in, the, in and of itself. Rosa carries a different calling. style, and I, you know, I, I like the idea of putting you up against someone who carries a different style, just to see how you oh, yeah. adapt. So I'm with you. That that could be fun. Um, goals in the business, you have to you have to get that out. Short term, at least. Let, let's let's start with your, your short term goals. Short term. Short term. Um, you know, I think it's of course to keep on getting out there. Um, I took, like, the month of September has been a, basically a month, a hiatus month for me. Um, I didn't want to take any outside um, bookings aside from the WWE for school, uh, just for the fact that I was nurse, nursing some injuries, and look what I did. I got another one. Um, but um, short time, I want to go ahead and get out there more. I, I think even though I haven't been going at it that long, my 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 drive and my progress, in my opinion, has been significant each and every single month. Each and every single month, I'm just seeing myself develop. So I want to get out there. I want to collect belts, honestly, because even, you know, at the end of the day, I'm, I'm nearly six feet tall. I'm 5'11". I got size on me. Honestly, most people can't really hold a car to me. So it's not hard to just go around here collecting titles. Um, but I just want to go ahead and get as active as possible, get seen in as many places as possible, um, and, and be able to work... Um, different kind of caliber of talent to go ahead and increase. Like you said, you a lot of who you are and your growth is indicative of who you are across from. And I definitely want to go ahead and get across from as many girls, from as many styles and many variations to go ahead and make me work even harder. Um, so those are my short-term goals. Just That's what I want to do in the next, like, three to six months. That's my ultimate goal, just active, being extremely active. I, I want people to know my name. That's my goal. Okay. Certainly not lacking in the department of confidence. That is for certain. <laughs> Someone has to be confident. You can't and, be insecure. Come on. And you are very confident. Uh, the the last thing within that would be your long-term goals. Now, most people have very similar long-term goals simply because in the uh, professional wrestling world, there's only three or four places that you can work and earn a full-time living in this country. Uh, so uh, we're, we're going to ask you and see if there's anything different. Do you have any long-term goals that will surprise us? I don't really, I think, hmm? Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> Probably not. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, honestly, well, if I'm speaking honestly, I, um, like, honestly, I just would like to, uh, next couple of years, become as international as possible. Um, I definitely would like to go back home um, into England and wrestle there and perform there and 
and and build kind of a following there. Um, I would love to go to Japan and build a following and, and make myself there in the next couple of years. Honestly, I, I you know, ultimately, you want to go to one of the big companies, as you say, but, um, and of course I do as well, but I, um, I, I'm so... I'm so keen right now on just trying to be as good and as clean as, and as polished as possible. I just want to take the next couple of years just exploring um, and, and, and growing. Um, I have a birthday coming up this Monday, September 12th. Hey. I'll, be 20, I'll be 24. Um, so I'm really right now, I'm in the prime of my life. Um, these are like some of my best years. And um, I just want to actively make sure I am the best that I can be most complete that I can be um, before I go shooting any kind of weird, you know, big, big, big girls. But next couple of years, I just want to be international. There's so many girls I look up to in this business. And then I looked up to when I was, um, you know, 16, 15, 16, going to my first, you know, all women shows. Um, and I just want to be able to be able to say, Hey, look, fans, I'm in New Zealand. Hey, look, I'm in, you know, Germany. Hey, look, you know, that's what I want to be in the next two to three years. That's my goal. That sounds doable. Mm-hmm. I, I think you will make that happen. Oh, oh, I know. I will. Fantasy booking. There we go. And, you know, we have come now to the point of the podcast where it is time for fantasy booking. This is the point where I ask my guests, book your ideal angle and or storyline against whomever and whenever. I just like to put people on the spot with that type of stuff. So, and I'm going to go a step further with you because we're going to disqualify the party princess because y'all have a a long-term rivalry in that right now. So we're going to try to get a a new name put into this uh, storyline or angle. So if you you have a storyline that's kind of lingering in the back of your head, like, you know, this is the story I want to pitch. Um, so ah. if we're just talking about a story, um, well, like I said, if you can't think of that, you know, however you can present it, because you know, I know some people get get stumped when I say that. Oh no, I'm not stumped. You're not. Um, okay, well, all right. <laughs> um, something that I've always been been wanting to do, um, and um, because of the fact that um, my head's been getting a little bit disjointed because of. Andromedon and, and other things kind of influencing me as of late. Um, I want to do something where I have the ability to um, not 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 take over, but I want to be able to uh, kind of build my own small army. Um, I used to actually be in the army. Uh, I'm a veteran. Um, and I would like to be able to kind of entrance some people into um, kind of doing my bidding and doing um, doing certain things for me. Um, that's always been something I look forward to. I want to like have my own personal, like, like a hit squad. I'm not sure what to call it, but um, I would love to go ahead and get some of the top guys, girls, whoever, but I want them to be under my, my command. Um, and if there was anything that I wanted to do I definitely want to do that. I'm going to do that too. I don't know when or how, and the circumstances have to be proper. But uh, I think once I get really stabilized into um, 
a certain you know organization once they allow me to go ahead and come in and kind of wreak havoc i have every intention of kind of building up kind of like um i don't know i don't know but i i want people to be my i want to be i want to be a leader i want to have followers i want people to praise me and i want people to do my bidding i don't think that's so bad i mean don't you want that as well I'm not going to say that I want that. I want that. You didn't say no, though. See? No, I didn't. Didn't say no. I mean, be, being a leader is is not necessarily a bad thing. I don't know if uh, putting me in praise and and that type of thing might be uh, a bit much. I, I I would I tend to believe um, that is an interesting goal to attend uh, you know there's two things i got out of that one how'd you let me go through this podcast and not mention that you're a veteran already and uh two I, i'm not sure if that's andromedon talking through you or you talking yourself mm. i mean hmm. well let me you know, well, well let me put it what you kind of get something implanted it's it's my brain's in a weird place lately. You're making me think too much. I'm, you're challenging things. You're making my head hurt. Let's 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 move forward. Whatever Andromeda is telling you, don't listen. <laughs> I'm here. Let's, okay. let's, let's, let's there we go. Now, now I will say this uh, in 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 relation to your uh fantasy booking which is which is very good you know in in, in terms of entertainment I, I i have to applaud it if that was that was pretty well done um i'm going to ask have you seen the movie the avengers the the first one not the not age of ultron but you know first one i i have <laughs> you have all right so now now let's take the the extra step here do you recall what Loki was running around doing with his cane. I, his I don't scepter, I, I should say. Sorry. I don't wanna I don't wanna call his his uh his tool the wrong name, his scepter. I mean this is interesting that you're bringing this up. Um honestly I, I, I remember. Um I'm not certain as to why, you know, you felt the need to do are you trying to <laughs> I mean are you like? Are you trying to say something without saying it? I I don't know if we, I don't know if you and I are on the same page because um, what no. he was doing, what I I'm I'm not doing anything yet. I don't know what you're talking about. So, well, I you know mm-hmm. I, I have to ask because it, uh, what you described sounded quite familiar. Uh, I w- want to be followed and praised and this and that and and all it took for him to get that was. A tap on the heart with that scepter, and they fell in line. You see, I, I don't, I don't yeah, know if Andromeda is is capable of that. I'm just, I'm just saying. Well, well, what I'm saying is that um, when I say that I'm going to be able to to, to make this happen, mm-hmm. um, there's a foolproof plan for that. Uh, I can't go out here revealing any secrets, but. Um, You'll you'll see. Well, they they will all see, and it'll, it'll be it'll be wonderful. They'll be thanking me. I'm I'm helping people. I'm I'm really really doing good. Well, when I was uh, taught for writing, the rule of thumb with the villain is that they have to believe they're correct, and I'll leave it at that. <laughs> 
sorry. Um, <laughs> but, 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 but yes, I do want to make that a clear. I am, I am a, a veteran of the United States military. So, ah. um, United States, America, um, I have dual citizenship because both my parents were military and I was born on, on a, a military base. But I just need to bring that back to that because that is something I'm very proud of. Um, well, well, thank you. Well, I'm glad you brought that back around. And I, I don't know if that has that information been put out there to, to most of your fan base yet? I don't actively vocalize it. So it's not something I vocalize, but it, it's on some of my profiles. I was just saying, like, former military. I never really go into detail about it either, just because I doesn't really call for it. But, um, yeah. Well, well no, so, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's great that you brought it up. I mean, you know, the... the that's what these podcasts are for to, to go in depth. That's why this is a little bit longer term than the uh, the on camera stuff. We 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 talk for a good while and get get some good information out there about who you are, what you are, what you do, uh, in and out of the ring. Some of the stuff you are talking about in the ring may be considered disturbing. The things that you've done outside are wonderful. Thank you. <laughs> So and, and normally I would add my touch onto the fantasy book, and I, I would book a whole different angle for it. But uh, I think you have quite taken the cake. So I don't know if it, I don't know if my influence is really necessary, other than what I said earlier, and that is uh, there's a glaring similarity that I feel exist in in that scenario and I, I am concerned and so for you there will be one additional question in that fantasy booking of the people that you are looking to sway is, are there any particular names that should be you know that you would like to have in your army Let, let's put it that way and, and let's keep it relegated to the uh, the women's side of wrestling if, if we can hmm You know, that's there I will say this. Um I'm really excited um about the tournaments I'm doing and I'm really excited about um the rise rise that I will be doing as well because there's so many potential candidates um that I am just kind of foaming at the mouth to be a, to to just, you know, get to know, uh, you know, you know, get to get to educate, um, you know, uh I was really excited to learn more about Angel Dust uh, because she's also former military, which uh, kind of plays in the fact that someone like her and people like her and things, things of that nature, um, or, you know, most people who are former soldiers are malleable. And I like that. Um, I was always a leader, so I don't really have that because that wasn't a part of me. I, I went straight in as a leader because I was an ROTC, so I don't really know how to be a follower, but others do. But um, as far as specifics, I, I don't know. But I just know that I have like a feeding ground in uh, October, November of, of potential people I could be scouting to wow. go ahead and, and uh, you know, allow to be ground. influenced by me. Huh? A feeding ground. I'm just, just listening to the verbiage here. That's, that's interesting use of words, we'll say. So for those ladies that happen to be attending these events along with the Duchess, I, I would say if she brings her cane around you, you may want to move in the opposite direction. Yes. Just, just, just refer to Andromedon. 
<laughs> okay, well, well, see, they don't know who Andromedon is. I, if I'm, if Why I'm going to make this you you I feel like you're helping them. I don't, I don't, I don't know whose side you're on, and it's making me a little uncomfortable. Um, okay, I, I apologize. I just, I just, you know, I concern about some of these events that you're foretelling. Uh, I, I'm now concerned greatly about uh, the party princess because it, there, there's always, I don't know if you're a comic book reader or not, uh, judging by some of the attire on occasion, I, I would say that there's at least a vague familiarity with it. <laughs> So, more than vague, but yes. More than vague, okay. Well, you know, the, there's one thing that has always been kind of the, the the ongoing theme in comics is that sometimes these rivalries can result in respect, which y'all have already reached that stage, which can also blossom out to the next phase, which can either be one is swayed to the other. Now, who would be the one to do it in this particular instance. I don't know. She might take you out drinking one night and you just say, hey, I've been all wrong. You know, I need to just enjoy life and, you know, sit back and have some of these margaritas and put Andromeda down for, you know, a little while and enjoy myself. Or the other side of that coin is you, you might put Andromeda across her forehead, her eyes may go black and then Next thing I know, she's just following your every word. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Again, fair warning. So. <laughs> Gosh. Halo, watch I out. Like, I feel like we're just trying to find your ways and, um, you know, revealing me and things. I don't like this. This is making me uncomfortable. Okay. I hope we're nearing the end because I feel like I feel like I've been exposed a little bit. Well, uh, you know, most of these interviews do expose to to a degree, but I'm not going to expose you too much because I, I certainly don't want to offset your plans. That that is not my job. I you know, as as interviewer, I'm supposed to be remain unbiased. This is probably the most bias I've shown in any given interview ever. I'm I'm. <laughs> so, Why me? <laughs> That's that's a good question. I don't know. It might be that you know, it might be Andromeda. You know, it, it, at this distance, it may just be causing me a, a slight headache, which makes me do that. <laughs> you know, I, I don't I don't know his intentions all the way, so I, I don't know. Oh, okay. we'll talk about it. I'll discuss it with him. I don't know. So, if that's the case, well, hey, the more the merrier. <laughs> So we will, you know, skip off a of fantasy booking because that that topic has now become disturbing, and we'll go to the last bit. Random questions. It's time for random questions. This is the part where I ask things that don't necessarily have to do with wrestling whatsoever, simply because, just because. So, boxing or MMA? I know the answer to this, but I'm asking it anyway. Boxing. <laughs> Pretty easy. That, yeah, that was the easy one for you, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like this. Is this going to be this easy? Come on, let's go. Uh, well, they're not all supposed to be this easy. I, I um, <laughs> there, there are other ones. Give me a match that you have no intentions of ever participating in. 
Hmm. Ah. A scrap match. Do they still do those? I don't know if they still do those, but I would never want to partake in that. A what match? Scrap. 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 Sorry to say, scrap. Sorry. <laughs> you know, like the the scrap matches they used to have. Oh, oh, long time ago, long time ago. Um, with <laughs> was it the touch four corners? How did that work? Oh, the strap match. Yeah, the strap. Yeah. Really? You wouldn't do that? I'm surprised. Nah. Mm-mm. You would think I would, right? You seem like you'd be right up my alley, but no, no thank you. No, I, I expected you to say something like, I, I don't want to do the fluorescent tube, death match, needles and barb, you know, all that crap. I expected one of those, fire, you know, something along those lines. Mm, I'm not against it. Oh, all right. Well, then, for those promoters out there, pay attention. <laughs> the last terrible movie that you saw. I watch so many movies. <laughs> I'm a bit of a movie boss. Um, well, that's fine. That that goes up my alley. So. Oh, Sasha's party. I didn't like it. Really? Made me uncomfortable. Made me uncomfortable. <laughs> okay. So was it bad because it was uncomfortable? Or was it bad because it just was a bad movie? That that there lies the question. I I would say it, it, there were there was a lot of good in that movie. The ending just kind of killed any of the good I had previously saw. It was like my brain just deleted. Ah, deleted, okay. delete, all of that. Just went, it just was like, when I saw the end, I was like, no, this is, no. Ah. I was like, I, the person I went with, he had seen it before. And like, I was like, if you would have told me this, we would have went and seen anything but this. Because I, 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 it's like that, like, it could be like an actor or that, you know, an actor can ruin a movie for me or a singular scene can ruin an entire movie for me. So, it's just like my brain automatically shuts off when I say something that just is just like vulgar. <laughs> the, 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 I'm a lady. That was that was. I don't know if you've seen it. But, I, um, I have not seen Sausage Party. I mean, but I. But you have to know going into it that it's going to be vulgar. <laughs> I mean, it, that was it's Sausage you, Party. Okay, I need you to see that. I need you to see that movie and tell me if if you thought it was a little much at the end. The last, literally, like the last ten minutes was just like what? Cut this off. So it. <laughs> uh, I People I said it to like you should have expected it. No, I will watch no. it and I'll let you know if it's if it's too much. Now I, I will okay. add my two cents to say the worst movie that I've seen recently, Independence Day was it Resurrection Resurgence. Oh, you went and seen that? Wow. I I, I do my uh, my summer blockbuster tour every every summer, and that was part of the tour. And uh, for those that are listening, that movie was incredibly bad I mean there was no redeeming value in that thing whatsoever it was it was awful awful and the fact that they even got to the end and even suggested that they were going to do a, a third one is just insane so anyhow I believe you. Food. yes if you have across <laughs> on TV, then you know you're fine. But no, it, it, it's just a. It was ridiculously bad. But yes, that is the next random question. Guilty pleasure. Guilty pleasure. What was that? Food. A food that you have gone to eat, knowing that I should not be having this. I, I'm okay, so I was gonna say ice cream, but the way I make my ice cream just makes it even worse. So I'll get an ice cream that has like the fixings, you know, like 
reef cops and swirls and things of that nature. And then this is really like, especially now because I've been dieting lately, this is really like something that I've kind of strayed away from. But then I'll, I'll go ahead and I'll I'll buy like brownies oh. or brownie or not or I usually get brownies and I'll get like a bag of them and them and then I'll get some uh, like honey roasted nuts uh, mixed nuts and uh, yeah I I, I it's, it's a guilty pleasure for a reason and uh, I just mix them all in with each other and I just it's so good but it's so and you know what's weird I discovered we, I discovered it while I was in the freaking military I was in the military and I they used to feed some of the stuff they fed us was I was just I didn't get it. But I used to eat that. It was like it was frozen yogurt though, which I guess makes it slightly better. But um but yeah, I came out with the ice cream. <laughs> yeah, I came out with that. I left the service with that habit. I was just like, ah. I never used to mix these things together, but like it would always be there. You just like, well, what if I throw this in and throw that in? I'm like, holy crap, this is amazing. So it's my guilty pleasure. I probably try to have to have that no more than once. A month is so gluttonous. Oh gosh, my heart. Terrible. <laughs> Terrible. Terrible. You know, for for your benefit of giving you some kind of leeway in that guilt, I'm going to say Andromedon is uh, subtly influencing you to uh, do those things. Yes, we can we can definitely blame Andromedon for that. I mm, I agree. All Andromedon. <laughs> Lastly, here's your adult question. Beer or wine? Or fruit drinks, as like your uh, rival likes to do. Um, Fun, frilly, fruity fruit, drinks. Fruit drinks, come on. Um, hey, yeah, look, I'm, she's I, I, I have to lump it all in one category. So, I mean, I could say the margaritas or margaritas or, you know, whatever. I, 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 can, I know you I know what you're referring to. Yeah. I, I am definitely um I'm definitely fond of uh, you know, wine, um, champagne. Um if I do drink I don't drink much. Um but if I do indulge, I, I prefer for it to keep it light, to keep it bubbly, you know, make an evening of it, you know, that's how I, I like to have my drinks. And I will occasionally um have some craft beers, but um, you know, all, all in good measure. I've, I've definitely reduced my uh, alcohol intake, but, but, but um, as far as those fruity margarita party whatever stuff that people like Kayla Lynn partake in, no, no, thank you. <laughs> if it's bright and colorful, keep it away from me. Stay away. Goodbye. So, so, uh, like her. You know how bright and colorful she is. Yeah, oh, she's she's very colorful. I mean, but you know that's her. That's her gimmick. She's. She, she uh, is good for the people to see. She brightens their day. You have to, you have to give her that. She, she brings smiles. Wow, they have low standards. Oh, oof, ouch. Okay, well, uh, on that note, for the promoters who want to catch you, please provide your contact, social media, and places where they can uh, uh, book you, and so on and so forth. Of course. Um, if you want to, my email address is Lady Izali, that is L A D Y A Y Z A L I at Gmail dot com. You can see me on my social media accounts. My Twitter and my Instagram are both under Izali Wale. That's A Y Z A L I W A L I. And in regards to my Facebook, it is 
what is my favorite right now? Izale, Austin Ramirez. Um, yes, any means you can go ahead and reach out to me. Uh, I respond relatively quickly or I have someone respond for me. I do have help. Um, so either they or I will get back to you on, uh, yeah, we can see what we can make happen. And, and uh, I guess for the benefit of um, those that, that might not be bookers, uh, you may want to specify, please keep that in the business context. That's not the gateway for trying to, you know, secure a date. Um, you know, if they would like to go ahead and send us messages, I would best believe I deter them very quickly. Um, they get an automated reply from, um, like I said, my help. Um, so yeah, so this is mainly for business purposes, but if for some reason you are clever and would like to try to do other means, you, you will get like a blatant, like automated reply. Um, like I said, I uh, appreciate the support nonetheless, but, um, this is for my benefit, my career. Well, there we have it. So we, I think we've covered a lot of ground for a, a uh, quickly done podcast. It, it, it came off very well, very revealing. I, I, I will say that it is a job well done. And I want to thank everybody that has stopped either on YouTube, on Podbean, or on iTunes to uh, partake in this, this, this verbiage that the Duchess and I have been laying down for the past hour or so. And I'm sure she didn't even think that she had it in her. <laughs> no, I knew. No. Oh, okay. Well, sorry. How, how dare I doubt you for that? Yeah. I, I don't know what I was thinking. You know, there is one thing that I did skip before I, before I finally polished this off. Um, is there a, a, a superhero influence in your attire? Uh, I, I wanted to ask that. Uh. I think it's kind of glaring, but um, in in I, I I do do other variations, but for my main core style, uh, I am influenced by um, Nightwing. Um, I I'm I'm going to be doing one very soon, which is in his traditional wear, which is you know the black and the blue, but. Um, I definitely, I do find a lot of influence from um, comics and uh, animations that I've watched growing up and read over the years and things of that nature. And he's, he, he's always been one of my favorite characters. I'm not going to get into it because that's, that's, a, that's a part of me uh, <laughs> that they don't deserve to see, oh. uh, the quintessential nerdism of me that's not going to be ex exposed. However, I will say that he is uh, a big, big influence. And, and my my gear and my style. So, oh. and I'm going to continue that that uh that flow because, yeah, he he's let's let's move on. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting those little gleamy eyes where you talk about someone who's kind of like a hero in a sense. So we're not going to do that. Let's not indulge. But yeah, uh, you should have been at Dragon Con then. Did, I was supposed to be at Dragon Con. Oh. Let's move on. I don't want to talk about it. I was supposed to be at Dragon Con. But um, mm, certain person in my life, certain person who's related to me, they know who, uh, kind of got in the way of that. That's but nevertheless, nevertheless, um, I'm I'm going to be coming going to some cons very soon. I, I I used to cosplay on a regular basis. I was a regular cosplayer. Uh -oh. Um, so the Duchess is probably going to be whipping that back out. I just got to make sure that my schedule 
and people in my life, uh, you know, uh, coincide. But uh, don't remind me, please don't. For, for, okay, I won't. I won't go into that. I mean, I haven't gone to one in quite well since I, I didn't do last. But I will say this for those that are listening that happen to like the comics and the animations and so on and so forth, I will make it a point to uh, invite the Duchess back on to talk outside of the wrestling where I'm going to dig into the nerdism that she has, that she has <laughs> sworn to keep secret because it, it seems very clear to me that, and I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and say she's probably a DC girl, so we're, we're just... We'll, we'll leave it at that. Leave that for the future. And uh, I'll, I'll suggest her watching Superhero Beatdown so she can get her Nightwing fix. This guy. I, 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 I cover it all. What can I say? And, and, hey, I've done multiple podcasts, including Fanboys Radio. That's a quick plug for me. Go on iTunes and listen, listen to the archive episode. I was on movies and more, baby. I did it all. All right. Now, that said, I have done everything I needed to do on this podcast. It's been wonderful. Uh, for those that are following the Women's Posting Network, please do appreciate the support in every means possible. Facebook, Podbean, iTunes, YouTube. It is the only way that I can get stuff done that I do. Otherwise, I can't produce this original content that I'm doing. So on that note, I appreciate all for listening, and we'll catch you on the next show. Say goodbye, Duchess. Uh, goodbye. It's sounded more like a question, and we'll, we'll take a <laughs> That cane of hers. That's Ramadan making her do that. Don't, don't blame her. Don't blame her. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to the WPN's Rights and Wrongs of Pro Wrestling. If you have questions or comments, please contact us via our Facebook or our YouTube channel at the Women's Pro Wrestling Network. If you're new to the WPN, feel free to subscribe to our channel and like our page. We appreciate your support. Thank you again for listening.